listening to the Trinity Church Chester Sermon Podcast. Trinity Church Chester is a new church seeking to reach the city with the good news of Jesus Christ. And at the heart of our ministry is our Sunday worship service, in which we hear a sermon preached from a particular part of the Bible. We're glad you're listening. We'd love to see you in person at the Welsh Presbyterian Church Building on St. John Street in the city centre. We meet there every Sunday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you can find more details on our website trinitychester.church Come and join us as we seek to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. In 2 Corinthians 5 uh, verses 1 to 21 which is the whole chapter. 2 Corinthians 5 For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home, is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, if indeed, by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared this very thing for us is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage, We know that while we are at home, in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of God, of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it's for God. If we are in our right mind, it's for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, 
we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. Here too, the reading of the word of the Lord. Well, our text for this morning is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and just verse 17 of this very detailed, rich chapter. And verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation or a new creature. If anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new has come. So, as you know, we're the last day of the year and tomorrow will be the new year. Not much will change. If you put on a check on the 2nd, 2023, you may well receive your check back. But other than details like that, not much changes. We move out of the old into the new. A lot of people are quite happy to be doing this because they think 2023 was rather a bad year. When we look around and we see rising prices and inflation, when we see the non-resolved conflicts in the world, when we see the cost of living going up and taxes going up, uh, there's not much to celebrate in 2023. And a lot of people are hoping for something better in 2024. But not much will change. There's in all of us that desire for something new. We're always looking for something new. At a certain point, uh, we get discontented with 
things that are old and so we want to change our job we want to change our car we want to change our house we want something new uh, and the French have a saying I won't quote it in French but they have a saying the grass on the other side is always greener until you realise it's astroturf and the new is very attractive for us we always are looking for something new and I think this underlying desire for something new is in reality a desire for that final newness of God's new creation we know that things are broken and wrong and unsatisfactory in this world we live in and we have that desire for the perfect creation, the utopia and men throughout the history of humanity have sought that new utopia have desired that new society and that has very often driven society before, uh, onwards uh, and sometimes into disaster but the renewal the Bible speaks of and Paul speaks of here is a different kind of renewal it's not as though nothing changes it's a renewal in which there is radical change note what he says the old things have passed away behold all has become new in the Apostle Paul's way of saying it it's as though we were in 2025 when it's 2023 the new has come into the old and this has made all things new this has changed everything the Apostle Paul says if anyone is in Christ that person is a new creature the old has passed away behold everything has become new okay this is very surprising for us how have the old things passed away how is everything new how are we new creatures in Christ and these are important questions that I'll try to address this morning for a few minutes in three ways when the Apostle Paul speaks of newness what's the reason for the change what's the meaning of old when he speaks of the change newness what's the nature of the change what has passed away and what's the consequence of the change what is new so the reason for the change the nature of the change and the consequence of the change that's what we look at briefly now so first of all the old the old is the past what is the reason for the new what's the reason for the new so let's think about that for a minute why do you want a new car well we often want a new car because the old one is not suitable for purpose anymore 
keeps breaking down, doesn't get you to work on time. So we want the new because the old is not fit for purpose. That's the reason for wanting something new. And this is true of human beings. We are not fit for purpose. As men and women, as creatures of God, we were created to glorify God and to enjoy his kingdom. But we became unsuitable for purpose because we didn't glorify God and we haven't glorified God and we don't enjoy God. And that newness that God made when he made human beings has gone. The world has been polluted and we are guilty before Almighty God because we have become rebellious against God and we fail to suit the purpose for which God made us to glorify him and enjoy him forever and in Adam the covenant between God and man was broken and it was irreparable and everything became old because of that disobedience and the Apostle Paul illustrates this in these verses we can also say if you don't understand uh, the nature of this oldness just look around does the world seem right does the world seem good and look at yourself do you love God with all your heart soul and mind do you love your neighbor as yourself and we see that we are part of this old creation which is not fit for purpose anymore and in which there is violence rebellion conflicts and suffering injustice and all manner of sin against God and ill and evil for us the Apostle Paul speaking about his past uh, says this if I knew anyone according to the flesh I know them no longer in that way he says in verse 16 from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh even though we regarded Christ according to the flesh we regard him this way no longer <coughs> the Apostle Paul is speaking about what he'd been like what was he like what does he mean when he says regard Christ according to the flesh well he was talking about his past and he shows that religion won't help us because religion was the problem he used his religion against the Lord Jesus Christ what did he think of Christ he thought Christ was someone to be despised he persecuted Christ's followers the Apostle Paul was a violent malignant hostile man against Christ and against God and he did all that was in his power to destroy belief in the Lord Jesus Christ 
Why? Because he regarded Christ as being a folly, as being an aberration, as being a curse, something to be eliminated, something to get rid of. So a lot of people's religion, getting rid of God and Christ. But Paul says we no longer look at Christ according to the flesh anymore. Most of the people around us look at Christ according to the flesh. They think he was a good man. Or they think he was someone in the past who's not very interesting today. Or they think he was a nice little baby in the manger at Bethlehem. But they don't think of him as being God and Lord of their lives. They look at Christ according to the principles of the world around them. And they neutralise what the Lord Jesus Christ really is by looking in this way. This is our pollution, this is our guilt uh, by refusing God's truth, by perverting God's truth. But all that, the Apostle Paul says, has passed away. That break of the covenant that was made with Adam has passed away. And in Christ, the old has passed away. So the nature of the change, the old into the new now, it's a radical transformation. The Apostle says, the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. How have all things become new? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us uh, in these verses. Look at 14a uh, and b. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. One has died for all, therefore all have died. This means that when Christ died, your old nature died with Christ on the cross. It was done away with. When you hear the gospel and you believe in Christ and you put your faith in Christ, you become a new creature in Christ through faith because the old passes away. Your old nature has died with Christ. Your old nature has been abolished through faith in Christ. And you become a new creature because you are united to Christ. Christ has died for and with your sins and he has been raised for you to newness of life. And through faith in Christ, as you trust in him, as your mediator and as your sin bearer, the one who took away the old from you. As you do that, you become a new creature. You enter into Christ's new creation with Christ. And therefore, the old covenant with Adam, which is insufficient and not fit for purpose, falls away. And as renewed creatures, the new covenant comes in and in that united to Christ we become new creatures fit for purpose able once more 
enabled once more to glorify God and to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what happens through faith in Christ. But how does that happen? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us that too. He says that like the first creation, new creation is a work of God. It's God's doing on our behalf. And this is what he said uh, here in verse 18. All this is from God, who through Christ, all this is from God. The new creation is a reality because it's God's work. It's his new creation. It's part of his making all things new in Christ. And here the apostle is harking back to what he said in chapter 4 about creation. Verse 6 of chapter 4. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Huh? So, as God shone forth his light in the first creation, in darkness to make order, God shines into our hearts with his light, the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the darkness that we are, he shines in there to make light in Christ. And so we become enlightened a new creation in Christ. This is the work of God. And in this work, what do we do? We believe that Christ has reconciled us to God through faith in him. Verse 21. For our sake, God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And when God's light shines in our hearts, what happens in Christ, the death of sin and the resurrection to newness of life, is reproduced in us. We die to our sin and we are raised to newness of life in Christ. And the old things pass away. This is a great inward change. We can't see it externally on the outside. It's a spiritual change. It's a remaking of our human nature from the inside out. We are still the same me. But that me has become totally different. Because the old interests, the old ways of doing things, the old me has passed away. I have become a new person in Christ. I have become new through faith in him, which reconciles me to God and makes me at peace with God. So that's the nature of change. It's God acting in our lives to recreate us through faith in Christ and to unite us in Christ in his new creation. 
and we become new creatures in Christ through faith in him because the light of God shines into our lives and makes us new in this inward way. And the inward change which comes about through faith in Christ works itself out into our life in consequences in various ways and that's our third point so what is new the consequence of the new creation of change well I commented uh, at the start about uh, this word creation if anyone is in Christ they are a new creation but it's the same word as creature is Paul saying we are a new creation or is he saying we're a new creature well personally I prefer with the King James Version with William Tyndale and other translations the translation creature anyone in Christ is a new creature why? Because Christ himself is the new creation. Christ is making the new creation, which we're still waiting for. And we are new creatures by being joined to the new creation which Christ is making. So if we are in Christ, we are new creatures. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. This new creature, uh, this new cre creature which we are, uh, is according to the pattern of Jesus Christ. Christ died to sin and was raised to life. And in Christ we die to our sins and we are raised to newness of life. And the consequence of being in Christ a new creature means that the old principles which we followed before the ways of the world our old practices they have lost their power and attraction in our lives the old ideas the old desires the old emotions are no longer attractive to us uh, new things in Christ have become attractive new desires new feelings and these reflect our new condition this is a desire now to serve and glorify God which we didn't have before no one loves God with all their heart soul and mind no one loves their neighbor as themselves but in Christ we now have that new aspiration to love God with all our heart, soul and mind. To consecrate ourselves as new creatures to the service of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a desire to glorify God in Christ that wasn't there before. And this touches all of our lives. This touches everything we do. And this touches everything we think. And this touches everything we aspire to. Because... In Christ, there are consequences which show themselves, which manifest themselves in our lives. And if you're in Christ, you don't want to go back to the old car. 
When you've traded your old car in, you won't change the new one for it. You're happy that you are in Christ, a new creature. The old has passed away, and you can say, all things become new. So, the old has passed, the new has come like a new creation, making us new through faith in Christ. This is God's work in us, transforming us, and there are consequences of that change in every area of our life. We seek to serve and obey the Lord Jesus Christ. The old has gone, the new has come, and so we follow Christ. Now, in conclusion, there are many things can be said about this to develop what it means in reality. And I'd need practically another sermon to do this, but don't worry, you're not going to get another sermon this morning. Just three points in conclusion to what we've said about the old passing away and the new coming. But the first thing is the old world belongs to Jesus and you can do everything in the old world to glorify the name of Jesus and to live out your new life in an old world because that old world belongs to Christ he's the Lord of that and he gives you to do new actions in that old world in order to show that you belong to him and that your hope is for a new world. The world belongs to Christ. It doesn't belong to the devil. The devil has been displaced from his power. And the world with all its sin and with all its evil is something which belongs to Christ. And in this world which is fallen, we're called to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 15, the apostle says, He died for us that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Christ rules over this world and new life in Christ is living for him in the old world. It's transforming the old world to the image of Christ to make it fit for purpose. So you have to go to work tomorrow, the day after or the day after. I don't know which is your lot. But this week you'll have to go to work sometime, probably. Hmm? And how do you live in this old world? according to the new creation. You live in this old world by serving Christ. In other words, you work to glorify Christ. Not to get a living or please your boss, but for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. And whatever we do, we're called to do for his glory. And this creation is transformed because in Christ, Everything becomes new for us. In Christ, meals become feasts. In Christ, 
Meals are not something which come from the supermarket. In Christ, meals are given to us by God's grace and his providence. In Christ, we have health. And in illness, we look to the Lord Jesus and ask him to work his new creation in us according to our need of his grace. The old world belongs to Jesus and we are still in that old world but we are called to live for his sake and to glorify his name in whatever we're doing. Whether we're going to work, whether we're in our family, whether we're driving our car, all things call us to glorify God in the old creation. So it's not about running away from the world, it's about being a new creation in the old world because that shows Christ's lordship over all things through the way you live. And if you are in Christ, your life will be different because you are in Christ. And you will be serving him in every way possible that you can do for his sake because he gave his life for our sakes. Now we give ourselves to him. Secondly, we belong to Jesus. We don't belong to this world. We belong to the Lord Jesus. We belong to his reign. And this is very practical. We don't belong to Great Britain. We don't belong to the white or the black or another race. We belong to Christ before we belong to any nation or race. And in Christ we are new creatures. And therefore the reign of the Lord Jesus surpasses any of these things. Have you noticed the way racism that people are always going on about spreads hate in society rather than love? But in Christ, we are new creatures and we are to spread the love of the Lord Jesus Christ for all men around us. We don't belong to this country, we belong to the country of Christ. Our heaven is our home and Christ is our home. And we serve Christ before we serve the government. And in many cases the two will coincide. But as the government gets more and more authoritarian, as it seems to be doing today, there will become a point where we have to choose between serving Christ and serving the government. And I think a lot of people in their work are already experiencing that challenge. But we belong to Jesus because he reigns and his reign is the eternal reign. And so we serve him in all things and these things are more important than questions of nationality and race. That is why you can't be a Christian and be a racist. Because all creatures are made in the image of God. And in Christ we are renewed in the image of the Lord Jesus, who is the image of perfect love. 
for men. In that he gave himself for men and women. And so we're to give ourselves in service to Christ, to those around us, our neighbours, our family, those in our workplace. We belong to Jesus and Jesus reigns. The old things have passed away, thirdly. And very briefly, the Puritans said in the past, hold on to the things of this world lightly. Do not become attached to the things of this world. See them in their right focus. This world is passing. Christ's creation, the new creation, is eternal and glorious. The old things have passed away. And these things which the world esteems so much that those around us aspire to so much uh, are the main thing in their life. They're attached to them and they fight for them. They'll trample on other people to get promotion. They're happy when their neighbour's kids fail their exams and their kids pass their exams because they want to be top dog. Huh? For the Christian, the principle is non-attachment to the things of this world. These things are passing. These things God has given us to use and glorify him. But basically, the fundamental reality is the new creation in Christ. This is what we are hoping for. This will come. One day these old things will pass away definitively and definitely. Just as 2.23 will pass into 2.24, the creation of Christ will come when he returns. That is what we are waiting for. That is our certainty. That is our hope. Because we are already living in that new creation now because we are serving Christ. When Christ returns, we will do it in a more perfect, in a more complete way, in a way which is cleansed and purified from sin. But now, in the world we live in, the Lord allows us to anticipate that glorious day when he returns by obeying him, by belonging to him, and by being attached to him above all. So let's live the new year, not in a hope for a better year, but in a hope for the new creation in Christ. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. If you're outside of Christ, do all you can to get into Christ this year. Because the old has passed away, the new is coming. And that is our hope. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Church Chester Sermon Podcast. We hope that this message is a blessing to you. If you'd like to know more about the Christian faith and what it means to live as a Christian, please do get in touch. You can email hello at trinitychester.church or head to the Connect page on our website, trinitychester.church forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you soon.